you call that radio? What, what radio? You call that radio? You call that radio? You call that radio? Okay, go, go for it. Yeah. Yeah, go for it, go for it now. Right, right. Dr. John Cooper Clark, do you call that radio? What's happening? It's episode four of You Call That Radio. You just heard the gaffer John Cooper Clark chatting there. We had, we got a few words for him at Eden Festival. That's pretty much all the words he gave us, but we'll go into more detail about John Cooper Clark and the rest of the Eden Festival maybe next week. We got lots of stuff recorded over there. Uh, it was great fun. Overdid it slightly. Was ill. Some sort of sunstroke, hangover, food poisoning, flu bug thing. But I'm, I'm back. I'm back now. If you went okay. If you ready. Thanks to everyone who's been tuning in for the first three episodes. This is episode four. And, you know, the first three episodes, I kept on making them and having to change them because time had moved on but this is kind of up to date this one i don't know when you're going to listen to this right now this is wednesday night and now i only need to predict the future as in what will be happening in a couple of days because i think you'll be listening to this thursday or friday but it's a podcast you can be listening to it in, in a year from now can you but i'm going to predict that you will be talking about tomorrow is there's a thing that's coming on bbc scotland tonight called Loki's history of Scottish hip hop, and it's looking at the early days of everything from the the rapping to the DJ and to the 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 break dancing to the graph, the all the elements of hip hop. All the elements of hip hop are included in it. Excited to see it, and I'm sure it's going to cause a bit of a buzz because hip hop in Scotland has never been documented in any level on any channel which is pretty mental when you think about it. But I'm sure there'll be a lot of negative stuff that will be happening on social media. So I'm predicting that most people will be complaining about the fact that either their city wasn't represented or people that weren't represented in it. And there'll also be people just slagging everyone for getting involved with BBC because it's selling out, isn't it? Selling out. Now... That's just just going to do a couple of minutes on that. Is it selling it? I don't know. What do you think? I'm going to answer your questions in a wee minute, but this is my question to you. Is going on the BBC selling out? No. I don't have a strong opinion on this either way. I don't go looking, you know, I don't, I don't go around pitching ideas to BBC or anything like that. Never really, it always didn't really sit right with me. And also because of the, the kind of content that, that, I, that I create in my bands and stuff, it's not like the BBC of our came knocking down our door, offering us live sessions or anything like that. Well, how we get, we've been played a couple of times. We got played on, um, yeah, Steve Mason played this on BBC Six. Paul Heaton played Jeremy Kell song on BBC Six with a weird radio edit. And yeah, Tom Robinson had has played this once or twice as well. So occasionally we got on Six Music. We've never been played in BBC Radio Scotland or even acknowledged on Radio Scotland or Radio One. So I don't I don't um I don't really care about BBC. I don't really feel the urge to, to be on a mainstream platform. 
However, I actually I, I like that other people do it. I like that. I mean, right now, all the viewers and the listeners are in these mainstream platforms, and there needs to be someone from there needs to be a counter argument or some sort of counter culture that goes onto these mainstream platforms and kind of weighs it up a bit because I'd, I'd rather, you know, my, my not that I, watch, I don't watch telly, I don't watch mainstream telly, but I know millions and millions of people still do. So I want the argument to be evened up a wee bit with people like your Dan McGarvey's, your Akala's, even your Frankie Boyle's, just, just people that have got a bit of a clue just going up against these these idiots but in general I think that there is selling out that can be done and maybe they shouldn't just do anything I think we can all agree that McDonald's adverts are a no-no uh, that's that doesn't really work Starbucks probably not either uh, what else is selling out the sun I think we could just rule out the sun on any level I don't think we can I don't think I can justify the, the thing about BBC is, is it's really hard to justify the BBC in Scotland, especially with the whole after the independence thing, and then you've got the Savile thing, and it's quite hard to justify the BBC. And I think now all the Labour supporters in England are now seeing exactly what the independence campaign was saying that it's, it's biased. And now you've seen with Corbyn that it maybe it is biased. People go, maybe it, maybe it is. Maybe the BBC is biased. But at least the BBC, you can justify it by saying that they have done a lot of good programming as well. What's the sun ever done though? What, how can you even begin to justify anything they've done? Aside from their Hillsborough coverage, their, their warmongering coverage, their, their just anti-minority coverage about anything. And also the fact that they can't call a white person a terrorist. But there's, there's a lot, there's lots more. Just, just little things, little things. Like I remember when I went to Tina Park as a child, I went and seen Blondie and she was cool. She was very cool. It was Blondie, fuck's sake, Blondie. And the review in the sun said she was dancing about like an embarrassing old auntie. You know what? It was Blondie, she was absolutely cool. She was hot, she was still hot, she's Blondie and she rocked and there's a son just having a wee dig. And that's the thing that, Always, they always are having a wee dig, whether it's someone's mental health or their, their drinking drug problems. They always just seem to be having a wee dig. And it's because they've sort of built a, you know, the audience, know your audience. Their audience has been taught to be quite cruel. So it's, it's a very cruel audience that they're feeding into and the audience seems to lap it up. It's, um, and I've just never, it's not even the sun, just, just newspapers in general I've never really trusted the, there's been lots of things I've seen in my life that just went, what? There was a, when I was 20, maybe 19, 20, around about that age, I went, I worked in a call centre and I walked into work one day and the shutters were down. And I wasn't that bothered because, you know, I didn't have a family to support. I was on a weekly wage with an agency, so I still got paid. And it was also, it was old fun day. So I got a day off for the work to watch the football and I got to sleep in the next day and I was absolutely fine. A little bit surprised that my work was shut, but the newspapers turned up and we were all just sort of sitting outside 
and they asked me if I would want to go on the record and I said yeah I'll go on the record no worries at all and the next day I had my name in massive writing big the big and the big speech mark bubble saying I haven't been paid since before Christmas and also it went on to claim that I had a family to support and none of that was true the only thing that was true was my name and the place that I lived and that sort of set me off to never ever really believe anything that's in, in the paper or, or, or the wider media. For the past three this morning, neighbours reported that bog and soup was being made in the next door tenement. Policemen, firefighters and paramedics arrived at the scene. It looks like a pot of soup. But a bit bogging. What made the bogging? It's hard to tell at this stage. There'll, there'll be an inquiry into why this soup is bogging. But to me, it looks like I'm in a room right now. Everybody's gouts the fuck out. They're all gouts the fuck out. And I think that maybe somebody's put the heat up too high and not been paying attention to the flame. And I think they've burnt the soup because it looks bogging. Morning soup, ya boys. Later, consoling. I know the bouncers. It was own brand Jaffa cakes. It was own brand Jaffa cakes. It was disgusting. There was, there was just too much choice. There were thousands of colour options. It was very stressful. Overheard in the West End. It's hard to tell who's real and who's pretend. Guys. It was absolute scenes on toast. It was absolute scenes on toast. That was the first ever Overheard in the West End segment. Now, Overheard in the West End is another thing that's been the media... The media, the media asked me if they could do a wee story on Overheard in the West End and the, the Facebook page, which has got about, I don't know, 25,000 likes or something. Kind of was quite an overnight success. So all the newspapers wanted their story on it, and once one did it, they all wanted to do it. And they asked me if, they, if, I, could, if I would say a few words. I was like, well, only if you mentioned my band, because obviously it was born out of a Gyro Baby song lyric. And... As they said, yeah, that's fine. And then they just checked the papers and there was absolutely no mention of my band whatsoever. The band is only get 5,000 likes. And that's, that song is uh, 20, 26,000 likes. I don't even know how these things happen. But yeah, over there in the West End became quite a big deal to these newspapers. And one of them said that they needed my real name or they wouldn't put, put a story in about it at all. And obviously I just went, well, that's fine. Just don't do it. Because I don't, I don't really know what I've, I've got to gain by a Facebook page being in a tabloid newspaper. I don't really get that. I don't understand it at all. So anyway, I, speaking of over here in the West End, we just actually uploaded a brand new video called Finiston Exposed, which seems to have went down okay it's only been out it's not even been out 24 hours yet but yeah that's on the overhead in the west end page if you go into that you'll see finiston exposed 
And, you know, we, that nearly made it into a newspaper. Like, the actual story of Frank Scaff. But I do know someone who's a journalist, and they said that if I went ahead with that, I would probably get that person fired. So we just kind of backed out of that whole thing. But yeah, if you don't know about it yet, it's about it's on our, our YouTube channel as well. So if you look up, you call that radio on YouTube. It's called Finishing Exposed. Now time for... Okay, we've got a lot of questions to get through here today, so I'm going to rattle through them. Because a special guest today is Gordy Duncan Jr. And the interview is called The Cat Flap to Freedom. <clears throat> so, hi. Okay, but before I go into the new questions, I forgot that I didn't answer some of the last questions. And I think I tagged people to say that I'd answer their questions, so sorry about that. So, hi. So first of all, Chris Nash, do you ever worry while performing live that you might forget lyrics? Yeah, a wee bit, a wee bit, sometimes. I think usually when it's a new song, you've got it really, I usually drum it in my head by just playing it over and over again to myself and listening to it. So it's not, normally you're alright, normally you're okay. The There used to be a point when we used to start with Equinox, in fact, it probably still would happen if we if we started with Equinox again, but it's got that big long intro. There has sometimes been moments where I've went, I can't remember how this song begins. Like I can't remember the first word, and it's quite a long intro. So you've got a long time where you're just kind of sort of running around like hands in the air and stuff. And you're going, I don't know how you start this. And I think if you got the first words wrong, you would need to just you just need to chuck it. You'd say, sorry, I need to go. That's the end of the gig. Thank you, good night. I fucked it and walk off the stage. So, yeah, I, yeah, you'd, I do worry about it from time to time. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's, it's very rare that, that it actually happens or something. If you, if you, if you've really, if you've really, if, it's, if you've really worked hard on a song, it's usually engraved in and out of nowhere, there's just something like a drum beat or a, or a bass note or something that just seems to make everything fit together. Yeah, it's usually fine. Usually fine, but I do, I do worry about it sometimes. I do worry about it sometimes. And cheers, Chris, as well, for for um, helping out with the microphone as well. Much love, respect, Chris. John Foster, was it you? Was it was it you who played the guy with the specs for restless natives when you were a lad? If not, how how often do folk remark how similar you look? Now this is, I've never ever had this comparison until in the last month. Where it's happened about three times with that with that pub quiz video that went online, that um, somebody said that, and then you're the second person. So I think it's been two or three times if I don't know. And I looked it up, and uh, I can see it. I can see it. But yeah, it doesn't happen. It's, it's just, but it's happened recently quite a lot. So maybe I'm starting to look like the wee guy. Um. So, Ben Wrong, does it annoy you that some people think your addiction to quiz is funny? Also, some other people are saying gyro babies are nothing more than a vehicle to increase your quiz world persona. Yeah, I think that uh, it doesn't bother me that people think it's funny because that means they don't realise that it is all a game just to get me on the pub quizzes. Have it another quiz one, Foxy. David Goldie, I haven't aspired to be a quiz master your whole life. You could put together your dream team quiz of musicians past and present. 
what would their team name be and what would their quiz theme right see be honest David I can't answer that one I, I would, that would take a lot of thought to get the, the ultimate dream team quiz people and come up with a name but I'll come back to that maybe next week right this is today's questions that I haven't had a, a chance to look at at all so this is just whatever happens happens here why Calvin Park why do pineapples never wear bathrobes are you saying they never wear bathrobes? I'm not so sure. How can you be certain that there isn't pineapples wearing bathrobes when you're not looking, Callum? Serena Fontaine, is this the end of Frank Foody or will we be back? I think once again referring to that finishing exposed, I don't know if Frank will return. I mean, it's kind of like, it looks like he's been exposed and when a, you know, when a superhero gets their mask taken off them, they lose their superpowers. And when, in Mexican wrestling, if your, max, if your mask gets taken off, you've got to retire, haven't you? So it might be the end of Frank Foody. Luckily, we've got a wee Frank Foody sketch coming up, though. He phoned Portnadome, and that will be on today's show. So listen out for that. Frank Foody phones Portnadome, complaining about something. I can't remember what it is. Sean Panda Nicholson, how many hard-boiled eggs can you fit in your mouth? You can do five. Well, that's great, Sean. Shouts to Sean, who's also a Patreon. I can't... I've never tried this game. Shouts to Lorna, who's commented that she has a phobia of eggs. Sorry if you're listening to this, Lorna, and having to relive the trauma of talking about eggs again. I don't know. I've never, I've never tried. I'm not a big fan of eggs myself. But yeah, I'll maybe give that a go. Maybe we'll do a live stream of that one day. Jerry Mack, is finishing a bubble about to burst? Where next for the trend-setting Frank? Uh, like I said, I don't know about Frank. Uh, it seems that he's been exposed. But has he been exposed? Or has Finiston exposed themselves as poor journalists? What's the video if you don't have a clue what we're talking about? Finiston exposed. Frank Scaff. Sean Rudboy asks, how does the Matrix end? Never seen the Matrix, pal. Sorry, never seen it. Jay Coleman, are you actually having a happy new year? Well, it's a every day is a happy new year for me. It's a, a new year. It's a new me. And I'm, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling good. And I think this is going to be my year. Pete. Cable Mullen, what will be the price of Freddo's in 2025? I don't know if we'll have money in 2025. I would imagine we will be swapping for Freddo's, probably sexual favours, maybe having a just, I don't know, limbs. I don't know if Freddo's will be in production. Not in Britain anyway. I think maybe, I think other countries might have Freddos, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know if Planet Brexit will have Freddos, sadly. But you never know. You never know. Boris is gonna. Maybe Boris will come along and save the day, and everything will be fine. Angela Doherty, would you recommend Tesco own brand spaghetti hoops? I wouldn't. I wouldn't, Angela. No, I wouldn't. Uh, I've not tried Tesco on brand for a while, but I think that, you know, I think on brand baked beans are usually okay, but I think with spaghetti hoops, you've got to go splash out in the Heinz. A lot of on brand stuff's just as good as the original. 
But I think with spaghetti hoops, treat yourself, splash out, and get the good stuff. Pete Mullen, again, should Listerine be sold in the alcohol aisle? Well, do you know what? A, a very close family member actually was on the booze, had stayed off the booze for five years, had a bit of Listerine, and then went right, right off the wagon. So it should be banned from the, it should be sold in alcohol. Oh, wait a minute, no, no, that was cough medicine. So I take that back. Cough medicine should be in the alcohol aisle. Or maybe not, maybe that would encourage people to drink cough medicine. Uh, aye, I think Listerine's alright. Yeah, Listerine, just sell it next to the toothpaste. So it doesn't get any more confusing. I was I was looking a bit for butter the other day. I was having a mild meltdown, trying to find the butter because they've moved it. And it's quite it's quite upsetting when they move stuff. And I'm somebody that's, I've hit that age now where I've got a, a loyalty card. And I lost it at Eden Festival and I can't stop thinking about it. Lorna Love has asked, shouldn't, oh well that's actually quite weird timing, Lorna says shouldn't vegan sausage be in the free from bit and Morrison's not the square sausage but I kind of keep up, but Lorna this is exactly what I was just talking about there, that it's, uh, it feels like the, the supermarket should come together and uh, we should all just agree that everything goes in certain bits but I suppose they like to keep you confused so that you walk around more and you buy more shit you don't need. Uh, and also I think that maybe, yeah, there should maybe be a vegan bit so you don't have to look at all the, the real sausages because that might be upsetting for, for vegans or maybe it's not, I don't know, I'm assuming it would be upsetting if I was a vegan I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to be hanging about with all the, all the, 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 the dead animal oils you know, it doesn't seem like a good idea so Baz, Baz Buchanan says, if you were in a vehicle traveling at the speed of light and you turned the lights on, would anything happen? I think it would. I think the lights would get lighter. I think, I think, I think the lights would get lighter. So what do you think of that, Baz? Gary Rowley says, do you call that radio? Sometimes, Gary, sometimes I do call that radio. Alan Gray, how do I get free food? What are universal credit hacks? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about universal credit, I'm afraid, mate. I don't know. All I know is that it seems like it's a bad thing. I just see lots of people complaining about it and being forced to go into food banks. So if you are in a privileged position where you've got enough food, then maybe you should be dropping off some extra tins into your local food bank and do your best to help out. How can we get... Colin saying was how can we get the candy bar bakery in Salkos to open up shops in Glasgow? I think just maybe start a petition, mate. Petitions seem to solve most things in life. I, I see petitions all the time, you know, and it seems like the, the, the politicians really listen to petitions. So if you don't want anything or you do want anything, just start a form on the internet and send it into the House of Commons and they will be sure to listen to you. Che Woodman, six months time, who would be the ideal guest in six months? Uh, well, maybe in six months, we can have you on, Che. Maybe we can have you. I don't know, I've, I've not really, I've got a whole bunch of guests that I'd actually really like to have on that that are actually, I've just not been able to match up time-wise. I don't want to see any names just yet. But I suppose, I suppose if we get six months, a sort of dream team, 
suppose in six months, but it'd be good to maybe get someone like Limmy. I think Limmy, I'd like to speak to Limmy on this show. And Bill Murray. I think Bill Murray would be a great crack. And who else? I think I'll do for now. Bill Murray and Limmy. That, that'd be good. Craig B. I'm not reading that one. Mary, would Frank consider entering local politics? Have you noticed how the, the, the questions have moved from pub quiz to Frank Foodie? It looks like Frank Foodie is, is trending. And I don't think Frank would consider entering local politics. I don't think it's really for him. He's, he's more a foodie than he is a politician. Dino McInnes, where did all the sweet and sour pot noodles go? Now, don't quote me on this, but I think Frank Foodie is going to be investigating sweet and sour pot noodles on this very show. He does, he definitely phones, he definitely phones pot noodle. And I, I can't remember what it was about. Uh, John Ford says, how come? How no? John Ford, I would say to that, how come? I would say, how no? And David Robinson said, what is the difference between a tree? What? I would, I'm guessing what, uh, you know, the difference between a tree is what? And obviously it depends on how far the trees are away from each other. This concludes Mark's big daft question mark. And I am going to, let's just go to Frank Foodie, who is investigating pot noodles over some complaints. So um, we'll, we'll cut to Frank Foodie, who I believe at this moment is sponsored by High Street Cafe who do some great grub on High Street that our friend sort of that are, are running. So go and check out High Street Cafe. And I think for an extra quid, they put a bit of CBD oil in your grub as well, if you're into that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, so this is uh, Frank Foodie, Phone in Port Noodle, sponsored by High Street Cafe. I'm Frank, and I'm a foodie. Thank you for calling the Pot Noodle K-Line. Your call will be answered by one of our advisors as quickly as possible. Your call will be recorded for quality and training purposes and to assist us with the future development and marketing of our products. We would very much appreciate if at the end of the call I'll you could ask three quick too. questions about your experience with us today. Good afternoon, you two. It's Craig at the Park Noodle Consumer Engagement Centre. Can I start by taking your name, please? Hi, mate. I'm Frank. And how can you help today, Frank? Well, mate, I've had a, I've had a couple of bad experiences with the... Uh, uh, the rib snack pot noodles. Um, yeah. There seems to be an issue with the sauce sachets. Yeah, what's the issue that you have with the, the sachets? Yeah, see, normally you get Peking sauce, but recently, and it's not just me, it's a couple of my mates as well, uh, They say, it says soy and ginger on it. And which one's that, sorry? It's the rib pot noodle, the rib snack, what's it called? The rib barbecue ribs, the rib one. I just call it... it used to come with a Peking sauce and now it comes with a... A soy and ginger, but wait till you hear the best bit. See when you actually open up the, the soy and ginger, it's yeah. actually Peking sauce that's in it. And I just thought it was a one-off, mate, that maybe someday in the factory put the wrong, the wrong label on it. But it's happened yeah. to me. And it's happened to my mates as well. So it seems like this is a problem that goes a bit deeper. And if this is the first you're hearing about it, it will only be the last. 
I think you're going to be confusing a lot of people. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for bringing that to our attention, and I will definitely be passing that on to um, the the factories just so they're aware of what's happening. Um, yeah. So thank you very much for for bringing that up to us. Also, mate, as far as the sources go, I like a king. I like a king pot noodle. I mean, my favourite's the the chicken and mushroom. I'm all about the classics. Yeah. I'm all about the classics, mate. Normally. But why does the king pot noodle no have a, a king sashi? Uh, I'm not too sure as to, to why that is. It's just what they've um, chosen to, uh, just to, to adapt. Because just I think... Use the same one, just the uniform. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice uniform. I like the uniform. And I think it's perfect for a normal pot noodle. It's a perfect size for a normal pot noodle. But when you get the king pot noodle in, as you can see, there's more noodles in it. So you would expect yeah. there to be more sauce. Mm, I know what you, you, you mean. You get, well, well, so the noodles are dry. The, the, the noodles are very dry, mate. They're very dry within it. I end up putting in uh, my own soya sauce. Well, it's not even soya sauce. It's lean parents I put in it. And it's no yeah. ideal. It's no ideal. So I end up having to buy two chicken and mushrooms and sticking it together, but that's too much because that's like um, a king and a half or like a king and th a third. So yeah. it's no ideal for me, mate. I love Porto Do, man, but you break my heart sometimes. So you do yeah, it with the sauce and that, you know what I mean? So um, what's the deal with the, the Peking sauce, soy and ginger? Are you trying to change it to soy and ginger gradually? Um, I'm not too sure as to, to what's happening there. Um, as this is the first time that I have been aware of this, um, but it, it, it is the peaking sauce that you're saying that that is in it, but it's labelled as soy and ginger. Yeah, it says soy and ginger, but inside it is peaking sauce because I, I tasted it. I'm a bit of a foodie, mate, so you kind of get a new sauce by me without me noticing what's going on. And um, I just, I just, uh, you know, it said soy and ginger, and at first I was like, gods, man, gods. I don't like soy and ginger, but then. I tasted it because I'm no scared, man. I'm a food. I, I like to experiment. I mean, I, I, I mean, be honest. If I have a beef and tomato, mate, I actually, I don't just have the tomato sauce. I, I'm a bit of a chef. So what I do is I've got an extensive spice rack. So I just get in with the oregano. I get a wee bit of Tabasco in there. I'm no scared to experiment with stuff, mate. But and I don't mind use experimenting and changing it to soy and ginger. But it'd be good if you give us a wee heads up or something. I mean, do you have a newsletter that you can keep us up to date with what's going on? Yeah, I mean, the only way that you could do that would be um, just to follow our social media sites. So th that would that's the only way to, to keep you up to date. Th the internet? Is that the internet? Pardon? Is that the internet? Is that what you mean? Are you talking about the internet? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 mate. No, I... I'm old school. I like a, I like a newsletter, man. Could you maybe just print? Could you maybe just print off this social media stuff and just send it to me? Unfortunately, we don't have access to social media sites here on our on our system, so we're not. Uh, so I wouldn't be able to do that. I'm afraid. Oh, so how do you, you can't even keep up to date what's going on because internet it moves really fast, and it so it's like yeah. the soy and ginger could have changed in the time that we've talked on the social media. So is it the is it the the the, the face space? Is on is it 
So what would they type into the computer? I've got a computer, mate. I have got a computer. It's just I don't I don't really like it, man. I like apart from the horses and that, I don't really bother with it. But if I go into is it what is it you you type in? Yeah, so it'll just be on our Facebook. But it's just that we don't. So if you just like Google, um, Facebook, um, Pot Noodle Facebook, you won't need to like have an account or anything. You can just like go on there and just have a look. Right. Okay. Is that where you keep all the, the secret information, man? Because my my mate asked me about. He said that there was a a Bombay bad boy two coming out, and I was like, really? I've not heard anything. But he's like, it's cause you're knowing, it's cause you're knowing internet. And I was like, well, I'm gonna need to check this out because if there's a Bombay by Bad Boy Two coming out, I'd like to know about it, man. I mean, I, I'm fr- I mean, you you don't know me, obviously, but I've been eating Bombay Bad Boy since they first came out, and I feel like you know, as a fan, they should be letting me know if they're bringing out sequels to my favourite Port Noodle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean the only place, as I say. With all the, the most up-to-date, so it would be our Facebook page. So that's where they would like, announce like new flavours and everything. So they would not announce it there before they even announce it to us. So is it um, Bombay Bad Boy 2 coming out? Not as far as I'm aware. We've not been aware of any uh, Bombay Bad Boy 2. Is there a... Uh, finally, is there a... Uh, is there a Port Noodle land, right? Because I've got a grandson... And I was wanting to, he doesn't like pot noodles. He's a, he's a millennial, you know what I mean? So he's just into, I don't know, Starbucks and that. But I was wanting to just take him to pot noodle land and show him the wonders. Is there like a wee tour we can go on and, you know, see the Bombay Bad Boy 2 and all that? Or like, before it happens, is there like a, I think it'd be a magical place for a youngin. I mean, there isn't a, a pot noodle land, unfortunately. So there isn't anywhere that you would be able to, to go see that. It's maybe something you should think about, mate. If you're putting, if you're asking about the Peking sauce, maybe mention that. And um, I don't, I don't want a cut or anything. But if you do make a pot of the land based on my suggestion, it'd be good if I maybe get free tickets to take the grandson and get him off, get him off that Starbucks shit. You know what I mean? Get him into the real stuff. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely like pass that forward for you. And see what we can do. Right, okay, and there's definitely no chance of getting on the newsletter or anything. Pardon? Do, there's no so is it is there no so there's definitely no newsletter and there's no Bombay Bad Boy two that you know of. I have to go on yeah. in I have to go on the internet if I want to hear about anything else. And um, is there anybody to come I get any kind of recompensation for this sauce all this sauce stuff I've been going through, mate? All this sauce stuff. He's not gonna no, Unfortunately, not. I'm afraid. No, just it's just kind of tough luck. Deal with it. You know, you know, you can get coca noodles pretty good prices these days, mate. What noodles, sorry? Coca, coca noodles. I might just go to coca noodles. At least they've got the real sauce. That they say they've got the sauce. They don't just mix up the sauces. Do you know what I mean? I I don't know what's going on in Port Noodle now, mate. But it looks like there's somebody is messing up big time. Yeah, I know exactly what, what you're saying, but I will definitely be passing that on for Right, okay, so, uh, aye, do you need anything else for me? No, that's it. Thank you very much for your call, and I will definitely be passing on your feedback for you. Good, mate. What was your name again, man? My name's Craig. Right, Craig, well, thank you. You've been very helpful. I'll, I'll phone up next week and check up and see how he's all getting on, and hopefully he's have got to the bottom of that. Yeah, that's sad.
and uh, there's definitely no a, a secret newsletter for you know for the the best customers. No, there's no secret newsletter, unfortunately. Bobby's full of shit, man. Bobby said there was a secret newsletter. No worries, man. I think he's, I think he's just, he's, he's scammed me. He's, he's talking, he said there was a secret newsletter, man. Uh, and that's where he said that Bombay Bad Boy 2 was. Oh, no worries, mate. I, I'm not into the internet and all this stuff, do you know what I mean? I'm just a foodie, mate. But, right, okay. No worries, mate. You sort it out at your end and I'll check up right, on you in a week or so. Right, nice one, Craig. Right. Have a good day. Right, See you later. All right, take yes, care. Yes, Bye. Frank Foodie, what's he like? If you would like Frank Foodie to investigate any other food things that are going on, it does not affect your statutory rights. All you do is email, you call that radio at gmail.com and I think off the top of my head the phone number is 07340 Leave us a voicemail and we'll play the voicemails on the radio as well if you want that. Or just send us a message on facebook.com forward slash you call that radio. And on Twitter, we are at Twitter at you call that rad one. And I'm on Instagram at, at mark.all.trades. So get in touch if you've got any questions, suggestions or any of that good stuff. We want to keep this an interactive show. Now, coming up next, we have Gordy Duncan Jr., who's one of the most talented musicians that I've ever met. The word genius is overused, but when it comes to musicianship, there is not many that can come close to what he does. Uh, and a fantastic solo artist in his own right, son of the great Gordy Duncan Sr., who is the, the bagpipe legend, and a grandson to Jock Duncan, who is a an absolute legend singer as well so it's uh, a generation of genius generations of genius and Gordy I've known for many years he randomly played drums I think we talked about that story in this show I can't actually remember it's, it's, uh, this interview's a few months old we, we just finished recording the single the Gyro Baby song Dear Monday and Gordy has played drums with the Gyro Babies for many years but this song he was right at the front, forefront of the the guitars, the keys, the drums, the full shebang. And I just did the lyrics and the, the, the melody and sung. And uh, it was a good laugh with Gordy. And this interview is called The Cat Flap to Freedom. So that's just coming up in a few moments. So I hope you enjoy that. And check out Gordy Duncan Jr.'s souls, uh, his albums on Bandcamp. I think he's working on a live thing and he's also working on a new solo album. And he's always up to all sorts, so so check it. Do check that out. Uh, just before we do that, I want, before we go any further, I'd just like to shout out the the I forgot to actually mention in previous shows the notorious gasoline company who did the logo for you call that radio. That's that's Marcus Islop. Check out his website, the notorious gasoline company. Check out his Facebook page, the notorious gasoline company. Amazing painter paintings. He does commissions. He can get it something made that you want or you can have a look through all the amazing stuff that he's done in the past it really helped us out with the logo it looks amazing i'm sure you agree so check out his stuff also shout outs to photography by mundito so they're doing a deal just now where if you go onto their facebook page photography by mundito and mention you call that radio you'll get a discount 
for things like family portraits, weddings, gigs, all that kind of stuff. Raymond is a good guy and he will do you good stuff. And I think finally is the CD Unity group, Tom S. Ray, who masters all our music. He's doing a special deal. If you go to audio-unity-group.co.uk forward slash YCT. I'll put it in the show notes, but there's a deal there to get cheap audio CDs made up and you can get a discount on mastering and there's some freebies in there as well. I think there's a discount in earplugs and all sorts of stuff. And as you call that radio listeners, you get you get that. So please do butter in. And finally, thanks to all our Patreons who really make all the difference to make give me the, the time and the opportunity to, to put all these things together. You can join up by going to patreon.com forward slash you call that radio. And we have a few different tiers. The first tier is the Minson Tatties team. You can join the Minson Tatties team for only $3 a month, which I think is about £2.40 per month in Brexit money. So, And then the next one up is the Cheeky Pizzas for $10 a, or $12 a month, which is about £10 or something like that. So, uh, yeah, if you can do that, you get access to a range of stuff. There's bonus material there. There's discounts. And we have a raffle. Oh, every so often we'll have a wee raffle. And the next raffle has tickets to Kelburn Garden Party. So we'll be doing that next week. So you've still got time to sign up. Patreon.com forward slash you call that radio. If you enjoy this, you keep all the, the, the daft corporate adverts away. And we'll keep this a free media hang way. And yeah, thanks to everyone who has been supporting that. All you patrons, if you if you're listening, by the way, you're invited to the Secret Animal Garden Party on Saturday, which is a wee thing we do every year. So it's bring your own bottle, free food. Please do get involved. Just send me a message if you need the address. It's just outside Glasgow City, and it's always a good crack. So please be involved. Get involved. Shout us out online. Let's keep it real. Stay interactive. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please give us a rating, share it, spread the word, blah, 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 blah. You call that radio. This is Gordy Duncan Jr. And this is the cat flap to free.
actually see trying to back health after recording and waiting there is the driver. No no God don't get you How are you doing? I'm good. This is fine. So I'm good, I'm uh, I'm enjoying driving. Yeah. <laughs> well it's been it's been quite a fun day. We have been recording the new the new single from the Gyro Babies, which might be out by the time you actually end up hearing this. Uh, that I think it's got the the name of Dear Monday for now. Dear Monday is a working title. Or Mondays and Januarys. It kind of sounds like Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, a wee bit. Well, it's, it's, it sounds better than... Keep, Dear, Dear keep, Monday, I think. Don't. It's, it sounds better than don't quit while you're ahead, keep going till you fuck it up. Which doesn't really roll off the tongue. And I should know I've been... I had to shout into a microphone enough tonight to know that I could have probably been slicker. But I tried to rewrite it a few times to make it sound slicker, but then I kind of missed the core point, which is that line. So, uh, but, so God, you are uh, instrumental in the recording. I was going instrumental. You were, very, you were instrumental as... Um, yeah, I was, uh, it was good fun. It was good to get in about a, a really nice recording studio. I usually record at home with a very basic setup, and my uh, my skills aren't that great. So it was it was good to work in a proper studio where aye, someone knows what they're doing. Yeah, Macapella, that would be um, the the producer Macapella. You might know him as he uh, was he was controlling the Starship Enterprise, and that's kind of what it looks like to me. It's like a big Starship, uh, loads of buttons. Aye, it's brilliant. So. Yeah. Yeah, like to, to use one of my tunes was great because obviously I've been playing the drums uh, and just doing the drums, not not really contributing to the tunes at all. Yeah, uh, and I've been I've been like I've loved just doing the drums. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, and, I, and I, it was good. To, just this tune we did recently, and you were into it, so well, to sad. get it recorded and hear it like you know with the proper equipment, it just sounds huge. It's fucking yeah. brilliant. Yeah, and it, we've obviously not heard any, we've not had any effects or anything. We've literally just came out. It's been recorded, and we're now driving home. So, so got, yeah, we smashed, uh, smashed the drums down, put the bass down, guitar down, and like the drums, bass, and the guitar, they're like they're all doing a pretty. It's, it's all quite simple. There's nothing difficult going on, but together, I, together, I, it all works pretty good. I kind of struggled it's a little bit with it's my, not a mental gym, you know? my last verse because as I was waiting for my bit. You've just got to wait all day for your bit if you're the singer. And uh, I just waiting and I just kept on making some last minute tweaks to the the lyrics, which so made it more difficult. It's well, it's fresh. I. It was also I was making it more like making it more complicated, and then I hadn't obviously had a chance to run through the new lyrics, so I struggled a wee bit. It took me a few takes, but I think it'll be okay. Yeah, I think it'll be good. I think, I think it's going to be fine. And. Uh, that, I, you, we were just alluding to the fact there a minute ago that the whole time you've been the gyro babies you've never actually had any creative input. Well, like, I, the silicon loophole. Yeah, aye, that aye, that's right, aye. aye. Does that count? That counts. That, of course it counts. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, that's right. 
yeah. I think it was the heavy duty box company. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was the original. Yeah, aye, they're from, they're from there and they just kind of laughed. And I said, where's the shop? As if, you know, I'm just going to go to the shop. Yeah. Dunning, there is no shops, I don't think. Dunning, I've been out in Dunning loads. That's, that's quite close to Oshgarder. Well, we're not, I think we're, we're not past it yet. But. Well, that's it. So for you, you were going back to Perth. Aye, that was a wee trip down memory lane I tripped me. down memory lane because... I went to college there. Where we were recording is uh, the studio today. Last time I was there... Worked out, what was it, was 13 years of it? Yeah, yeah. well, what well, was before that? It I seems knew. like a lot, but. Oh, well, you said 2006, you used to go to college. 2006, yeah, so. And I think. Whatever that is, backwards, but like, I, it was, uh, yeah, it was nice to it was nice to be back. I enjoyed, I enjoyed going to the college there, so. Well, it's. Not much has changed, it, it was great being back. I, I don't know, we're just trying to work out the maths just now, because I think this is our, the Gyro Baby's 10th anniversary year since our first ever gig, which was. 2009, I think, December 2009, and uh, so that would make this December our 10th anniversary, so I think we might do a big gig for it, yeah. and um, why not, uh, why not indeed, and the, the first time I met you, I think it was maybe, that would have been about eight years ago, potentially, no it was, that was in Perth, that was in Perth, aye, this, is the fir- that was, this was the first place we met, I, uh, I was sitting watching TV and I got a, I got a phone call of someone saying, there's this band from Glasgow, half of the band have quit <laughs> and they've arrived in uh, Perth and they need a drummer and a bassist. I says, well, I'll do the drums. They need a drummer, well, all right, okay. So <laughs> I come down to the Twa Tams for, I don't know what it was, seven, eight o'clock. So I just got my snare drum and my, my cymbals and I went down and I says, I'll point me out to the, these characters and the... Uh, there was these two, these two figures on the other side of the room. Only two of us were there. Looking a bit bewildered. <laughs> it's been a long weekend. And uh, I said, alright, I'm Gordy, I'm, you need a drummer. And uh, the two of you, it's like, Hazy, you and Hazy. And Hazy's going, oh, oh that's great, man. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, fine, what do we do? What do we do? Oh, just, just go with it, just whatever. Just, just count us in. <laughs> and... Uh, I don't know, I'd like to see that. I'd like to there see there or there hear that. There is, that there, back, is, there is there is, video footage. I can remember it felt good. Yeah, I but remember. I think I was, I was probably pretty pissed at the time yeah, as well. Yeah, so everybody, everybody... It felt good, whether it sounded good, good, I don't know. Everybody felt good that night. It was... Uh, nobody had quit the band, by the way, just to clarify that. It was... We'd, we'd played a band... We'd played with a couple of the Perth bands the night before it, Pivo Pivo. And uh, they kidnapped Hazy, took him to Perth for a party. And then he lost a drinking game. So that phone call saying, I've lost a drinking game, Mark. So as a result, we now need to play Perth and play their gig in Perth since they played our gig in Glasgow. And um, I was I was single and stupid enough to go, yeah, I'll do it. So we phoned um, Martin, who was the bassist, Claude, who was in drums, and said, do you want to go and play Perth? He's just lost a drinking game. They had girlfriends and weren't as stupid. And they said, no, they had real wives. So we ended up just going up, maybe going to do an acoustic set. And then we get told there was a, there was a drummer, a good drummer. We, we could told your name was Gordy Gordonson. Aye. Well, and that's all we knew about uh, you, Gordy Gordonson. You just were calling me Gordy Gordonson for about a year or two. Yeah, well, I didn't... I don't even know when it evolved into, like, 
something else. I prefer Gordy Gordon. So Gordy Gordon's just a good I think name. it should go back to Gordy <laughs> Gordon. So. That, that can even just be a drumming name. Like, that, if, if you do you know, anything credited on any of the tunes or that, yeah. I think it should just go back to yeah. that. Well, if you're, um, that could just be your drummer persona, I think. It's a good drummer persona. This is the Gordy Gordonson. And you played those, you played the songs, and like you said, it felt great. I mean, everybody was was having such a good time. Aye. We were having a great time. And at the end of it, like, oh, cheers, man. I, don't really, I can't remember what happened. What, 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 was like, what was your name again? We ended up in Octorada. I did anyway. We ended up in Octorada. I don't and, know where I ended up. Yeah, I don't know where you ended up either. I didn't see you for about a year or, or so after that. Um, with a mutual friend, Jen. And I was meeting her on the stereo to get a couple of you, you and a couple of other guys on the guest list at a Crash Club gig, if I remember rightly. Oh, and uh, you're like, Mark, I played for you. And I was like, who's this? Because obviously we'd, we'd a few band members for that point. Yeah, yeah. I didn't okay. recognise instantly. And you're like, Scotty Gordonson. I'm like, fucking so it is, Gordy, how are you doing? And then there was a few gigs and then I from there. Yeah, we, yeah, we needed a couple of backup drummers. You were, you were the backup drummer for a while. backup drummer. I used to come down on the train uh, with my stuff. And it was always... Uh, Arriving in Glasgow, there was always the first the first buzz out of getting to Glasgow was getting through the barriers with all my stuff for free and trying to figure a way out. Well, it was actually called the Cat Flap to Freedom. Cat Flap to Freedom, or just, <laughs> or just like, I don't know, just, you can't, I don't think you can do it now. Well, well I said, I mean, we, we, we never normally speak of the Cat Flap to Freedom because um, there's probably, well, I know for a fact we've got some ScotRail listeners, some listeners involved in ScotRail. I've not, I don't really use the train much, so. Yeah. I, I, I had a long-standing feud with Yeah, no, I, I think they've, they've changed the cat flap to freedom, but just, just, so I think we're safe enough to fill in the listeners now. I but write a short book about my incidents in the train. But, but yeah, this is the cat flap to freedom, right. That's not even so, the so if you, if you, anyway. So if you get on a train, so where does the Perth train come from? Is it starting, where does it start from? Well, I would... Where does it, well, it's like the very, what's the last stop it goes to? Does it start at Perth? Or? No, it starts at... Either starts at Aberdeen or starts at Inverness. Right, okay, so as you can imagine, that's a long train journey. And the conductor's already made enough money for the day. So they're normally in their wee room or reading a paper. I went from, I've, I've had a gig in Perth before. I went from Glasgow and fell asleep, woke up in Aberdeen and then had to come back and do the gig in Perth. And like, taxi picked me up at the, you know, t- taxi straight, well, the, anyone that's listening, the Carina. I think I was playing for the True Gents at the time. And there was a taxi waiting on me at the train station. They had to juggle the bill about a bit. I can't remember. I'm probably saying this wrong. And then uh, straight into the taxi, straight to the place, out with the symbols, on. <laughs> but well, that's the kind of carry on that I used to have in the train. So I can't be. I can't be doing it. Uh, just I just. Well, you're a driver now. Well, no, but it's nothing to do with that. It's like. I'd prefer to just pay my fare and just stay sober oh, on the train if I can, <laughs> instead of getting myself into these things. The cl- well, the cat flap, just, just just before we go any further, away, it's just because it's probably people going, what is the cat flap to freedom? You have changed that again. Aye. So the cat flap to freedom is so that the train for Perth, it's quite expensive. I think it's around about the 20, 25 quid mark or something. It, whatever it is, it's expensive for a train. But there's only like one stop or something, or two stops, it doesn't matter, I can't remember. So they're usually coming from Inverness or Aberdeen. So the conductors normally don't even show up. But when you get to Queen Street, obviously you get charged. However, this is years ago. And um, allegedly, 
some people what they would do is is you get off at the, the main instead of going through the barrier you get the elevator down the stairs to platform 15 or whatever it's called and then you would go up the stairs to um, the exit now there's an exit that goes at the front and there's an exit that goes at the back and it was an unmanned ticket barrier where you know the wee things that for suitcases with luggage heaped underneath it just kind of got that kind of flap like a freezer you would get in the oh, back right. of a supermarket right, okay. so it's kind of that flapping so in the it's like a cat flap it's like a cat flap oh, to freedom and if you just crawled through that cat flap you were free you were you were you were, you were free and it's like a kind of like a Shawshank Redemption a wee bit alright okay I. Well, well we're not on a train tonight no we're not we don't we don't this is I'm sure nobody does that kind of stuff anymore anyway. Nah. But uh, going back on, you are just talking about the True Gents, so before, well actually you were in the True Gents and the Gyro Babies for a while. I was, yeah. And, uh, I played with the True Gents for oh, a good few years before the Gyro Babies. The True Gents, for anyone that hasn't heard them, was more like, it was pretty rocking but it was kind of folky, more towards the folky stuff. Um, fiddle, accordion, Mandolin, um, lots of harmonies, all that kind of stuff. It was great fun. Yeah, the, the, the song, if there's anyone listening that's not aware of the True Gents, we'll all the way through, like. I would recommend Seasick <laughs> as a tune to check out. Last man shall lie, my direction. But I lost see the glimmer of your shores. Oh, last man shall lie, my reflection. But I long to be in a monstrous horse. And I say, songs of all time ever and it's the video is shot with a, a really early camera phone yeah. and it's done in one take in a house party well it wasn't a house party it was just just your house we recorded quite a lot we had a flat there was about five of us in this flat and well it got recorded in a few different places but some of it got recorded in this flat and there's like this you know the big multi-snake with all the all the cables going to going through the house and recording in the kitchen, vocals in the kitchen and all, I know, all that. It's like a, a, a keyboard box, instead of an actual keyboard, it's the box that looks like a keyboard. But um, there's some good stuff in that. I thing. remember like... Was that Buzzer, that was, is that, that the house, Buzzer 7D or is that what you named your album? No, no, that's a different flat, but I remember like one of, one of our good friends of the two gents, he was walking, see when we were, at, it was that night when we were filming that video. And I say filming, like it was an organised thing, but we were just basically messing about this room. But we had the tune on loud, like full blast, and we're all dancing around going mad. 
and someone we know walked past our flat while we were doing this, unknown to us. Oh, oh what's this? Fucking roadworks or something. Oh, anyway, he went past the flat and he said it sounded like a Bulgarian wedding or something, because it was just like, just absolutely rocking, but with like the accordions and everything going, you know? I suppose that at points of the tunes it could be like it could it could be sort of I don't know Bulgarian wedding. Yeah. Well, fuck all like it. <laughs> Close enough. But I had a few flats in Perth. Usually recording. So what was it? What was the flat you named your album after? Uh, if anybody doesn't know, God, he's also a solo artist. It's got GodTheDuncanJr.bandcamp.com. You got you got about four four on there. Now? Yeah, but they're, it's all kind of DIY sort of stuff I've thrown together. Apart from one album I did with Robbie, Gun, yeah. we did an album together which was more of a more of a studio album kind of thing. But aye, the other ones I've just done in flats, recorded them kind of rough. Sounds fine. Aye, a lot of funk stuff, a lot of daft stuff. And then you got your more serious acoustic side. Well, I don't know. I, I, I've tried to write some nice songs, but I'm just not—I'm just not very good at it. Uh, I'm better—I'm better—I'm better at the daft, the daft funky ones. I'm into that. Well, daft funk. Because they're, they're fun. They're fun to make. So yeah, that I, I like I, daft funk. That's a good. Isn't it daft funk? Daft funk. Well, but you know, I, I love the, I do love the funky daft ones, but I mean, I'm in a minority. People like nice songs, nice ballads. Yeah, I'll, and, I'll and, they're, they're, and they're the songs that the songs that people actually love. You know, mm. they, they, it's a it's a hard thing to do to make a an actual ballad and do it well. I just like writing words, like writing songs and writing words, just doesn't really it doesn't flow for me at all, really, and it doesn't come to me a lot. Like I could I could record a tune every day, no bother. I could come up with a tune every day, record it, you know, drums, bass, blah blah blah, have a tune. I'm not saying it would be great. But I could definitely be productive. But when yeah. it comes to writing songs, I just there's just few well, and far. Well, you're still writing songs, or you're just not few and far lyrics. between. Few and far between for me is when, like trying to write songs. It just doesn't come naturally. But it is songs. You're writing songs. You're just not writing the lyrics. Well, well yeah, they'll. I can do the melodies and stuff. Yeah. but Not the not words. And I think it's probably because I don't really uh, read their fuck all. I don't well, I mean, really that, read. That, I mean that's one of the. So like putting pen to paper and looking down to paper and working from that, I don't think it like doesn't really. I don't, it doesn't get me going the yeah, same way as like you know having a shot on an instrument and then hearing it back and then just going from that is yeah, like easier to me yeah but you're you're naturally talented at all these well you're probably not naturally talented you, you, you just started young didn't you uh, ah yes you, you've had a bit of natural talent but you must have put a, you must have put the, the elbow piece in it well, I let, like, well I'm an only child and I grew up in the middle of nowhere so I'd fuck all I do <laughs> apart from and, like, and your dad was a, a famous touring musician. Aye, and my dad, like, we had, I grew up with, like, just instruments hanging up on the wall, just, like, just all kinds of different instruments, and listening to a lot of different music in the house. So. And, you I, like, and I, I, just to pass the time, I just kind of ended up, well, I loved football before, but I, I wasn't really that good at it. I, I got, we got to a certain age, I couldn't be, couldn't be fucked doing football anymore. Uh, and I just wanted to play the guitar, so that's what I just ended can up. Can you remember so the I, first? I have practiced a lot, I suppose. But have you, have you, can you remember the first song you ever wrote? I don't remember the first song I wrote, I've ever wrote, but I'll tell you what, I've got lots and lots of old cassettes of demos and stuff like on the four, t- Task Cam 4 track. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like I've got lots and lots of old tapes that I, I don't even want to listen to because it'd be cringing. But there, but there is songs there that just, exist that just I listen to them, man. there's tapes there that I, I won't even remember half of the stuff on it. So like, it's a good question. But the first, do you, know, do you remember a chorus or a or a word, a lyric, an early lyric? I think one of the first songs I remember like writing and playing in the guitar at like maybe a house party where whatever would be like a song called Faces Like Aliens. Oh, right, I've heard that, it's a good tune. And I've never recorded it, you know? Have you not recorded that? I've never recorded it. Uh, and, and that would nice to be your party piece it when I first part, met you. Ah, it was my party piece. And, uh, <laughs> like, there's still, what age like, were you when you wrote that one? What, what age were you when you wrote Faces Like Aliens? Uh, not that young, really. Probably, yeah. like, I don't know, 18, 17, yeah. nah. Maybe a bit older than that, actually. Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe even fucking... Well, maybe even twenty or so. Well, the next time you've got a fucking you've got lyric writer. I've blog. never, I've never, uh, I've never recorded it. I need to get that done because, especially people from, I'm from Pilwaukee, but even people that I know from Pilwaukee or people I haven't seen for a while, they go, "Oh, go and play that Faces Like Aliens." Or have you recorded that? I've never recorded. Was that it. Was, was that not in a random uh, YouTube video? You singing it in a some like well, I seen a video that went quite quite viral. It was like a Dutch or a German person. Uploaded it. You were singing it on a train. No, very no, young. no, no, no. You were very that's, young. That's, that's, <laughs> that was a different argument. Maybe uh, that may actually. I might have written. No, that's the song called Mink. Yeah. It's about. That uh, was another party piece. The song Mink. It's about. Aye, uh, that was the party. You're on Did about you that. Did you record that? Uh, I might have done. I'm not sure. Do There's definitely know, a few folk like, videos. But Mink was just basically a, a a song about dirty women. And. Dirty I've men. Pl- I, and dirty men. Aye, well, it was it was my version. It was yeah. my my version of events. Yeah. <laughs> and but, you're you're. Uh, but it's been I've been I've played it a few times and been told to stop playing it. So it's not it's not the nicest. No, it's, I, it's not. I mean, obviously you wrote that as a as a teenager. That one got shut down a long time ago. Yeah. But I still I still get requests for it. You still get requests, but it, it's not. I don't think it's PC enough. But yeah, that's probably that. Yeah, you're you're seeing party piece. That was. That's my party piece on. And and given the right circumstances, I probably would play it again. Yeah, no, the right circumstances is key to party pieces I've found. Yeah. You know, there's no point in a party piece. I once someone requested Jeremy Kell at a party and I ended up upsetting everyone with that song. Mm. And uh, it's not politically correct anymore. It's not you can't Jeremy Kell's that song's not not okay. But I think a lot of people took it a bit too literally. Sorry, in case you don't know, the song's called Jeremy Kill for My Wife. But I wasn't mean like literally, I was talking more about as a, a metaphor for daytime television destroying people's brains. Mm. But uh, it, didn't, it didn't come across like that. Uh, in fact, there, there was a, do you remember the guy that used to sell Jeremy Kill for My Wife hoodies? Well, I heard that some, was it Rock Ness or something? Well, everyone was walking about with him, and I was like, where's that, where, where is this guy getting these for? Big Al found them. Robert Bear found them. The guy, and I was like, "Good. What did you What did you say to him?" And when I said, "That's my mate's idea," and they went, "No, it's just a coincidence." <laughs> and he's like, "No way, man. No way." And then he, so what he ended up doing was he just gave Al, wait, Al help himself to free clothes. Al did helped you, did you get one? Did I didn't get no. Al helped himself to XXL whatever the fuck Al wears clothes. Polar boy. Polar bear, bear size, size. polar bear size clothes, and well, he took a bribe. He took a bribe, and he just moved on. Oh, yeah. 
so he was happy. I still never got to the bottom of that, but somebody did make sold a lot of merch. Uh-huh. But I don't know how, I don't know if you can actually trademark a phrase. You've got, like, you've got uh, new shirts. You've got new shirts at the moment, haven't you? There is the there is new shirts. I think they're like exclusive, are they? Yeah, well, there was only like a small. No, it wasn't me that done it. It was um, it was uh, Johnny Supertramp. Shout out to Johnny Supertramp. He made five polo shirts. The so basically it was last year at Linda's farm. Somebody threw a banana on stage and I, I caught it in the air. I've seen the video. It's, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. So what he got is he got his. Why, like, uh, but also why did some like why did someone throw the banana at you? Like they throw it at you because they didn't. No, like I didn't, it. They didn't throw it at me. They were throwing it. What was the banana all about? Why right, okay. did the banana get right. thrown? Well, no, somebody, somebody's already fessed up. To, it was them that did it. Right. Why so, did they do it? I, I can't. It was just. He didn't throw it at me. If you look, if you look at the video, I just left it stretched to the left to get it. So they tried to hit someone else. No, I was just trying to throw it at the staging. Oh. The, the, the banana people were out and about that day. You know, oh, right, yeah. So uh, there's all these free bananas getting handed out everywhere. Is that? Are they? Did they go to? Oh, the festivals. So folk, uh, people that are listening, the banana people. This is kind of news to me as well, but I have seen a group of people dressed as bananas that go to the festivals. Yeah, well, this is. And they give out bananas. Well, I can tell you about it. Shows to Richard Banana Man. That the first time I met him properly uh, was at a um, Kelburn Garden Party. It was, it was the end of the festival, and I was sitting chilling, and he went, "Love just say, you know, or something like, that, or how you doing, or something like." That. And I was just chatting away to him. I think it was a crew party. I think it was a crew party or something. And I was like, what's your name? Sorry, what's your name again? And he was like, Richard Banana Man. I went, oh, is that your DJ name? I think he's a, a DJ called Banana Man. DJ Banana Man. DJ Banana Man, I thought he was called. We're actually in Stirling now, which is where it shows to the Banana Man for Stirling. We're literally he's from Stirling. He's from Stirling. And if, the, if this, we're actually playing Stirling on March the 8th on his birthday. All right. Uh, Jack O'Trades and Gasp. So check that out. I haven't had a night out in Stirling either. Well, won't it? Well, you're off it, but uh, maybe. Nah, I'll still be off it. Well, you can drive us if you want. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, I but so the, well, so how did that happen? It was not. I remember, I just gave it the bananas. I'm not a DJ, and I just gave it the bananas. I give you a banana. I was like, all right, man. Oh, so what's that all about? And I was just like, just very naive. Like, why is this happening? And why are you giving the bananas? I was like, you, um, are you government funded? And I just kind of laughed at me and no. <laughs> I was like, oh, the festival pay for it? And he's like, no. I was like, why does it happen? And he just he said that he came up with the idea one night, he had a, had a moment of inspiration, and it was like, what do people need at a party? They need bananas. You know, whether, no matter how wasted they are, they eat a banana, it's good for them. It's potassium, it's healthy, it's good. And then it's not like you're littering when you chuck the, yeah. chuck the skin away. Yeah, exactly. it'll just, Many, it'll many fine. good positives about bananas, but we can do another podcast about the pros of bananas but he um, just seen a gap in the market he got some banana costumes and he just started messaging all the festivals saying can uh, I can, can I come to your festival for free and we'll bring we'll dress as bananas and give it a bunch of free bananas to your crowd so he does he just and, gets, and it's worked obviously well it's worked he's at all the festivals you'd need to be silly to be a festival and not do it he's not asking for any money has he tried has he tried that approach with just other things in life just I like, oh, like, can I get into this? I'll, if I just give it bananas. Yeah. Like, can I go a gig I, I, or something? You need to ask him. We'll get, we'll get him on the show once. You know, like, does, he go, that, does he go to, like, a big band at the Hydro and say, like, can I get, can I just go out 
give out some bananas and chuck some bananas. I, I don't know for sure, but nothing would surprise me what the banana man can do and what he can get away with and what he can achieve with the power of bananas. We'll definitely get him on the show because I just love the, the unselfish, the, the smartness of that whole idea whereby he just goes, he just goes and buys the bananas and him and his mates get into a festival for 20 quid each or something. So he still pays for the bananas. He's not even asking for the banana money. Uh, I, shit, that's, that's great. Uh, one thing we've got, I was going to add, so, so just to finish on the t-shirt thing, right. caught the banana, oh, somebody yeah. took a picture of it, and then he got his a, I've just seen a really quick video, and it was, it was a good catch. It was a great catch, man. I've, I've, got, I've got good reactions for things like that. Um, but, I used, yeah, reaction 10. As a baby, I got a 10 out of 10 for reactions. Right. And I used to pull up the bros, I don't like reaction 10, like if, you know what I mean? But it only works for certain things, but oh. I could catch a lighter, someone threw a lighter across a room. I'm not encouraging people to throw things at me on stage, by the way, please don't. But nah, you've probably just started something. I promised that I may have said, hey, throw bananas at me, like bananas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so when you do that. But no, the, the, so somebody's turned that into a t shirt, me catching it, they freeze framed it, they turned it into kind of Ralph Lauren. Yeah, it's like a black, black silhouette of you singing yeah. and then like the <laughs> outstretched arm with a yellow banana. <laughs> it's pretty well made. It's very well made. And it, there was only five uh, Well, I've got I've got one. Yeah, but, and I really it. like it, but it's the, only down, the, the only downside is it's, it's a bit too big for me. Well, just start eating, man, because we won't get another one. Right. They were about, about, about 30 quid each. Uh, Johnny Supertramp just Johnny Supertramp just got a short run of five of them. You got one, um, Paul got one, and he got one, and I've got one for myself, and I've got one left. So I think we're maybe going to give one away to the on the podcast. Hopefully by now I've got a Patreon account up, and everybody that's got a Patreon goes into the raffle once a month. So you might have won the last and only T-shirt, but I think there's going to be some. Well, I think there's going to be some bootleg t-shirts going up for sale as well, uh, but anyway, I don't want to start selling merch on the podcast, it's not my style. So, where are we now? We're just past the River Karen. Is it yeah, Karen? River Karen, I think. Karen? Karen? Karen, Karen. Yeah. We're after, we're after Stullen. Bad gigs, Gordy. Everyone I'm speaking to, I'm asking, have you ever had a bad gig? God. And if you have... Could you give us an example or two? Like how many, well, any, any, name any band I've played for and I can give you maybe two or three. Okay. But, uh... Any that stand out? Well, I've... I find some of them funny and I'm not proud of some of them, but... Well, give us a funny one. Well, I don't know, like, what springs to mind? Uh, it's hard when you get put on the spot. Like, one, well, one, were you, you guys? Just anything, anything. Just, just any, any funny live stories. Oh well, uh, one that sticks out for me with the Gyro Babies is like, it's just like a bad gig. Was when we played at Leeds. <laughs> the Leeds. Beaverfest. Beaverfest at the Beaverworks, yeah. And uh, I think was that before or after Manchester? Because I went AWOL. Yeah, no, and, that, I went. That, I went yeah, AWOL in well, Manchester. Yeah, that was. I went AWOL so in like, Manchester. I got picked up at Old Trafford. So what, I got thrown out of the, the. I got thrown out of the, the shop at Old Trafford, the stadium. 
uh, for putting the strips on. We were supposed to. And played <laughs> Manchester on the Thursday. They found me in the uh, the Manchester United Supporters Club across the road. Yeah, we'd, we'd, we'd put a search party out for you. And there you are in the Man U shop. Loving it. Aye, and then... You're, you're a United fan, so you were, you were home. And then we went to do this gig. And I remember just we arrived and... I was like starting high. I started sobering up by this point, and I was like, we couldn't even get a can of beer. They wouldn't even give us a can of beer. They didn't, they didn't give us one. No, nothing on the, you know, no like, not even us, a glass of water on the rider. They didn't give us any water or beer. It wasn't like, oh, oh, you guys playing today? Also, oh, great, we, let's we, drove, get a beer and all and that. Just to clarify, like so just to, for the listeners, we, we played Manchester on the, the Thursday night. Salford that was on the on the Thursday, and we were supposed to be playing uh, Sunderland on the Friday. Now this is before I'd really noticed the difference. <laughs> the gulf between North East and North West or something was it Sunderland I can't remember it's two, two places Sunderland that, I don't know if it was Sunderland it was, it was they were very far apart anyway and um, and then we but we're going to do it anyway because we just wanted to get about play some gigs and then the him the, the guy that was running it said that he was offering us a fee or a guaranteed fee was of, this late? this was no this was this was um, the Friday the gig that never happened we're supposed to be playing. I can't remember this. Yeah, you wouldn't, have known, you wouldn't have known this bit, no. But we're meant to be playing the, the, like two hours that way and we're going to get 150 or 200 quid or something like that. And then the promoter messaged me to say, oh, just to say, we can't guarantee you a fee anymore, but if it does well, we'll look after you. And then we're like, hold on a minute. That's no very comforting because we didn't even have hotel money and there was too many of us to sleep in the car. So we're like, so... What we ended up doing was we went to Knocking Gorick because we were playing in Knocking the Sunday. So we drove back through Manchester to Knocking Gorick. We had a great night at Knocking. No, I thought before Leeds. Yeah, yeah, we went. No, 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 we, we came back. We came back. Well, we went Knocking we Gorick, Leeds, yeah, Knocking Gorick. Yeah, we went to Salford. No, we didn't. You did. We, we did. No, we went Knocking Gorick, Leeds, back no, to Knocking Gorick. No, yeah, we went from Man. No, we went from Glasgow to Manchester, from Manchester to Knocking Gorick, and then we drove all the way back down to Leeds. Oh my god. And then we drove all the way back straight after the Leeds game. All I remember was like, well, anyway, back to Leeds. Back to Knocking the Sunday with a great gig on the uh, Sunday. No, going we from, saved the band. Going from Leeds to Knocking Gorick was like, see, see if you've seen Star Wars. <laughs> it was like landing on planet Endor. You know, the wee Ewoks and everything. That's what it was like. It was going from Leeds, which I probably, had, didn't, go well, probably like, didn't get a good shot at the place. No, well, I mean, but was, it didn't, there was didn't a, tick many the promo- boxes. The promoter. Was, was, was Somebody, and the girl, the reason that it was shite, right, was because it was in this really mad, dingy warehouse. Which would have been great. Aye, I mean, that, that's if they, they didn't, have, didn't have any back line. But the, there was a crowd, the crowd were a bit fucking, the crowd were a bit weird. And uh, the, the girl jumped up on the stage and tried to go for you. I don't know if she was trying to, like, punch you or kiss you. But yeah. she, you jumped out of the way, and then she... She went flying into the PA speaker. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. And the PA speaker went flying, and it almost like took out a few people in the crowd. Yeah. And that, was, and then that was kind of like the cue to end the set. And meanwhile, I'm at the back of the room, parched as fuck. I couldn't. We didn't I, even, we didn't didn't even have a glass stage. of water. I'm like, like I couldn't. My mouth was so dry. This was, day, this was day three of the tour. This was and, day three uh, at that point. And then like. We come out. We come out of the venue, and they didn't want to pay us. And we're like, "Well, we, we're going to get home." But they, we eventually, we eventually uh, got some money, and then we, and then we went to. No, buy we didn't it. get. We didn't, we didn't get money. We didn't get money. I thought we did, didn't we? No, the, the promoter's pal was so embarrassed that the promoter didn't pay us that he gave us something else. <laughs> All right. And we managed to scrape together the petrol money, 
And then uh, I think, do you know what? It might have even been one of the signal guys gave us the money, the petrol money that night. I don't know. But yeah, we like, and then it was an overnight travel thing. So how much just, driving? How much driving did he do? That's like that's so much driving. And um, well, like, we, oh, right. and we, we actually left knocking got it, which was such. A, we're, we're having the best time ever to go to the worst gig ever. And we we no back later. It was it was just random stuff we had on. The crowd hated us. We, 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 it was a total waste of our time. Well, I think in general, like, if you want to ask me a lot about bad gigs, then I've thought of, you know I've, I bet you there'd be there'd be plenty of people who could remind me of the gigs. Yeah. But I can't think straight off off my head. I mean, that, that, yeah, sounds, that sounds like a shit example, but it was it was a pretty bad gig. Well, I mean, I think it's. But there's been, I mean, what definition? What's the definition of a bad gig? Because usually the gig's been bad because maybe I've been completely out of the game and I've made the gig a terrible gig. You're laughing now, but you but, but, then, but, but, then, but in my head, I've had, I might have had the best gig ever. But yeah. I've ruined it yeah. for everyone. So, like, yes. do you mean a bad gig in my head or a bad <laughs> gig in the, in, the, in the crowd's head? Yeah, well, rea- re- realities is what you make, isn't it? But, so, like, nah, well, yeah. like, you, you, you learn a wee bit. You learn a wee bit. songs just all like try to make them all really catchy really like just songs that you there's not really much in the lyrics it's just easy to remember and you want to sing it and it's like good energy and I was uh, I was finding real form with for like a few months there I was just like just recording bits but I've hit a wee a brick wall with it recently I've just not I've not done anything for it for ages and, and instead of sitting down and 
force myself to try and finish it. I'm just kind of taking a, a step away from it, which well, is shite because I should be trying to get it done now. Yeah. Before you might get the spring before summer. her one or two weeks summer in Scotland. Yeah. It's but, a summer. It's a summer hit. Um, it's the sound of the summer, man. It's definitely a summery album, so I should really get into it. But at the same time, you can't. You well, can't the, force next, it. the next time you hit writer's block. Yeah. Well, you've got a nice wee studio in your house. I do. Go in there and record faces like aliens at least. Yeah, I need to record that. Anyway. Just do it. I'd, um, do it tonight. I feel, like, I, tonight, but I feel yeah. like I recorded a version of it years ago, maybe, but there's definitely no existing recording. Well, just just put it up as a as a, a wee free download for your your old school loyal fans. They would lo- absolutely love to hear it. Ah, yeah. I'll be up for trying to do that. It's probably quite a lot of people that know the song without even knowing that they know the song because it's appeared to many campfires. But um, yeah, just I haven't recorded anything on the new album recently, but I had a, I had such a good time recording that today. Yeah, that was that was recording a new song. It was great, yeah. and like it was it was. I mean, obviously, it's, it, if you had the you know a full band there and stuff, you know, everyone's able to put their own wee bit in, which is great, but. It was also quite nice for it just being the two of us putting yeah. the track together because you know it was like it was a bit it was just kind of people's schedules as well it was just kind of quicker for us yeah. to get it get it put together and stuff so it worked it worked yeah it should suit to macapella was a, a gen- ah, he was just, to work with. i would lo- I'd honestly I'd love to do yeah. some more uh, yeah. recording with him it was great um, so as far as live you were you you, you, were, you played with um Calling the mustard fairly a couple of times as well. You were, you were up there recently. Did you enjoy that experience? Because you're saying that you've not really been feeling the live gigs as much. Aye, I've, I've kind of not for a kind of a long time. I've just I uh, fallen out, out of love with it a wee bit. Well, I think just not not really got a buzz off it. Not getting the buzz that you should get off of playing a gig. But, but I mean that like, was that like that's a good example when I went up and I played. Uh, um, I was playing the guitar. Uh, yeah. Chris, Chris, who plays guitar and kind of mustard, he couldn't do these gigs, so so I got uh, I got called up. John asked me if I'd be able to do it, and I was like, yes. Like I, I love, I love all the, I love all the folk in the band for a start, but um, ah, the tunes are just like they're just really, really good fun. When you go and see them play live, it's brilliant. So to to be part of. Uh, to be part of that on stage madness that you see, it was great. I well enjoyed that. Uh, those two gigs were great, but I'm, in general, I've just. You've not been enjoying your solo gigs, so why? Nah, I can't be bothered with that. No. Just, you know what? I think, be like, I think you would enjoy your band. songs more if you had, maybe if you just got a drummer in or got a, yeah. another, you know, musician. Prefer just playing, I prefer playing in the band rather than. Yeah. Well, obviously, nobody likes being in the spotlight or that. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's nice to like walk and sing your songs and get a bit of chat and I enjoy that but it's better when there's a groupie I think because like a few years on stage yeah, but if you're, it's if more fun I think when um, you knew the band where Ali was playing keys and stuff yeah, yeah I mean that was great fun when uh, we were Poggy and Alison that was great fun yeah those gigs but the, I suppose the reason I never kept them up was because uh, I never what? I never like started writing new songs so after a while it was like just playing my the same song the same song. I kind of didn't really want to play my songs the same ones. I was bored of them. So. Oh, so you, and I haven't really written it like anything appropriate for the like just acoustic and singing. Because usually I'll start with the drums and the bass, and then I'll do the rest. So just going back to that writing process. So is there is there a specific order that you like to yeah put songs in same order every time for me? Yeah, how's it go? Well, usually I'll like 
I'll go through maybe like a drum loop library and I'll go through different beats and I'll maybe scroll through maybe a dozen beats or something and maybe not be feeling it at all but then I might just put one beat on and then I'm like I can maybe hear I'll, I'll, if I start hearing something in my head like a wee riff or or an idea then I usually jump onto the bass and then I'll put the bass line down and then from that I'll put the guitar down and then from that it'll just be the keyboard and then a lot of the melody and then afterwards then I'll think about the song so so maybe that's where I'm going wrong with the song right then. I yeah. don't know maybe so are you at that point is that the point that you then try and write the lyrics so or, I've got usually have you got, have you got some lyrics stashed away for no not really not usually I'll have the whole track start to finish completely structured and then I'll think about how this I'll like I try and block out how the song makes me feel in terms of the words I'll just concentrate on putting the tune together. Then once I've got the, the tune together, start to finish, middle bit, whatever the fuck I do, then I'll start to think about how the tune is making me feel or like what what kind of, you know, has the tune got a bit of swagger about it? Is it like what kind of attitude is in the tune? Is it, is it, is it, does it need to be a sad kind of theme to it or a happy tune? I mean, all of these new songs I'm doing for the this album, it's just all, summer sing-along stuff it's all about yeah feeling good and partying really yeah so like there's no real deep content in it right and it's just you know everybody let's have a good time yeah did you, did you put, and i've been like i've, I've been having a, a a really really good time making it yeah <laughs> but i'm kind of trying to be sensible these days so i don't know if i'll be able to finish this i don't know if i'll be able to finish the lyrics off ah you'll be fine you'll be fine you've got you've, you've got You've had enough good times to reflect upon. I think there's, there must be about, so far on this album, there's got to be about at least 70, 80 odd folk on it. Because people, it's just been a revolving door of people coming in and out of that flat. Yeah. Uh, oh, would you sing a bit? It's got to be. Play a bit of Shaker, play a bit of this, play a bit of that. Oh, what? You can rap. Do a bit of rap on it. Right, you can sing really high. Right, you need to sing this bit. Right. How are you going to do the credits? Or, uh, well, I'll have, to, uh, gonna, I'll have to individually go through all the tracks and figure out I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> such and such singing. But we did we did a lot of the group vocals in like there's sometimes there's been complete strangers like huddled round the microphone. Yeah. And I like listen to it back and I go, I don't recognise anyone's voice in that. But they were definitely here, obviously. So we say which We even we even got I even got a couple of pensioners from the pub to come up and sing on the <laughs> like I was just having a drink. I was just having a drink with these folk. And I was going, oh, yeah, come up, I've got a wee studio in the house. I, I want loads of people to be on it. And they're going, oh, that sounds magic. I says, right, tell you what, look, let's, let's go and record now. Uh, and uh, they were they were another element. They weren't that great at singing, but they were having a great time. Well, I, I saw a bit. And, and I got them, the two of them, I got them on the microphone and they sang along to the chorus. And away they went. So it made my night. I don't know, I yeah. hope it made their night. Yeah, I think they'll, I think they'll, it's not every day that you'd go for a pint. And then you end up on an album. I'm sure they love that. The album is called House Party. And that's well, I'm not gonna. I don't think I'm gonna call it House Party, but that's that's the working that, title. That's the working. House Party is a bit shit for a title, but I mean, yeah, I think it, maybe if you had an adjective before it's something, it needs, something House it Party. It needs to be something to do with because it's all been recorded in the flat, yeah. just off the cuff, really, with just people coming and going all the time. So wait, obviously now you're. Um, Sorry, you're, 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 um, you're deep into a period of sobriety, so yeah. that's a different type of fun. And yeah, it's good. I'm enjoying it. 
less highs, but a lot less lows, and just generally just driving yeah, I mean, a the, the lyrics are the lyrics are quite out there. Yeah, in some of the songs. So I'll maybe have to figure out ways to get the words out. <laughs> and, uh, go jogging or something. Go jogging. Go jogging and. Yeah, yeah, endorphins off exercise, so just start exercising a bit more. But no, like I'm excited about the, I'm excited about the album, and I need to get the thumb out and just get it done. But for for the moment, I'm really, really excited about this recording. Yeah. Because like realistically, this this recording is probably going to be like this is going to come together quicker than my album is. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. First, so what's what would you say is your um, what's the the best song or album? been involved in thus far that you would ask the listeners to check out? Nah, I don't know. I don't think I could answer that nah. question because... I'm proud of loads of stuff. I'm proud yeah. of loads of stuff that I've recorded, but there's, there'll be, like, it's 10 o'clock at night now. 10 o'clock at night song, my favourite song right at this time of day, it's going to be completely different to, yeah. you know... Friday night or something like that. Uh, so like it, one to get fired up and going out. So there's definitely there's definitely like songs that stand out, but I couldn't pick I couldn't pick one or two. There isn't really any, one or two. I'm really really proud of the True Gents album that like I played on just because I spent so much time with the folk that were on that album. And we had like, it was quite a while in the making, wasn't it? It was a long time in the in the making and it was my cousin that recorded it he engineered it he did a great job it. but the songs kind of have a lot of meaning and like bring a lot of memories to me of like just going about and playing gigs with them so like that album maybe would stand out to me as one of my prouder ones just because it brings so many it brings back so many memories to me yeah. like that album yeah. because it's, it was done quite a long time ago so and even I can put it on now and it's like It'll remind me of maybe certain gigs or certain oh, that's, places and stuff. That's, that's great, man. A wee time machine. It is a, it is a kind of time machine, so I'm definitely like, proud of that. And, but I'm also proud of the Joy Babies album. Um, that's like it's a lot heavier, it's a different kind of music altogether. And that was a long time in the making. But yeah, probably not songs, maybe maybe albums. There's, yeah. Uh, I, so I, did a, I did an album with Ross Ainsley, and that was. Um, that was a, a different album again, different style album, and we recorded that at Teapot Studios. All right. And we Shakes did that well. like we recorded that over like a week, and it was like a nine-piece band, and they were all staying together in this studio and had it rehearsed. And I mean, that was a totally different experience of recording. Uh, you know, rather than like the other albums I'm talking about were done sporadically over a space of years, mm. but this was an album that had done in like a week. So that was. <coughs> Uh, yeah, Ross just—he's just one of the people, isn't he? Aye, magic. So, I would say that uh, I'm, I'm, proud, I'm more proud of like kind of albums and as, as on a as whole a rather than you know rather than like individual songs because any of those albums or anything that you that you play on, I suppose is you're going to have your favourites, but then your favourites change, don't they? Sometimes, sometimes you'll be well into like or any band, you'll be right into a song off an album and then like. And you get you get another song, so I don't really have a favourite song. What Ross Ainsley's doing so well, like he, he just keeps coming out with more and more stuff. Yeah, yeah, busy. Always busy. 
in my back in Glasgow.